Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. Terry Slavin's with you on this chilly start to this Monday morning. Yeah, we're making it a simple November, right? right. And this, this whole month is dedicated towards making things more simple. And obviously, you know, we have a, a huge issue in this country. My mom sent me this over the weekend, which is funny because she really doesn't like anything to do financial. She works in our business, but she strictly edits articles or uh, does marketing stuff or writes our checks. So we're all real nice to her. And there was an article issued on November 18th with USA Today Money, and it was a foolish take. Uh, here's how much debt the average U.S. household owes, and we owe over a trillion dollars in debt wow. right now in households not talking government right. okay and the average american household carries 137,063 dollars in debt okay and that's according to the federal reserve's last numbers now it may not seem like a lot if you're talking to someone that you know has 200,000 income or this or that in fact that'd be a small amount right? right but the problem is is that the median income for American households is fifty nine thousand thirty nine. Okay, so, so you can twice s- <laughs> yeah, over twice yeah. as much debt. Yeah, so I mean it's a problem, you know. And when you stack it up, it actually broke it down. The average household carries sixteen thousand eight hundred eighty three dollars in credit card debt, twenty nine thousand five thirty nine in auto loans. Get this, fifty thousand six twenty six in student loans, and then the mortgages are one hundred eighty two four twenty one, which I didn't think was horrible for a mortgage. When well, I thought um, the auto debt was low, yeah, really. I mean, yeah, I get when you when you look at the price of a car. Yeah, <laughs> when you go out there and look at the sticker prices, and it's sixty five thousand dollars. Yeah, I remember when I got when I first um, got a job, and I was talking to my dad, and I, he said, you know. Buy a house what your annual income is. And that's no longer the rule. And it can't be a rule. I mean, can you imagine? Just think about, you know, your annual income and going to have it buy a house that is that amount. Right. You're probably going to downsize. Yes. Think about that. Yep. Okay. It's, I mean, that's a big problem in our country that our costs outweigh where our incomes are. And that's what this article actually goes on to talk about is that the cost of living actually rose higher than the household incomes grew. It was a great article, but I bring this up and I, I felt like this is a very appropriate topic for Black Friday week. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm a fun ruiner. Just, just call me a fun Grinch. hater. No. Yep. The great. Grinch, the Grinch, right? Um, but it, it is very appropriate because I think we all need to get a little check before we go out there and spend gazillions of dollars on Black Friday and really put things in perspective because it's easy. It's too easy now to get online, shop on Amazon, see everything that you want and say, ooh, I can pay for that over the next three months or six right. months. Or if I do this 0%, then I got that for 12 months. And it's easy to do that, right? But I want you to go back. And I want you to really think about what's important to you because there was a bank rate survey that said one in four Americans, number one daily thought is money. Hmm. Do you think it's good? I don't think it's probably good. 
<laughs> no. No. And it went on to say that two in five Americans feel their biggest challenges are either sticking to a budget or saving for retirement. And those answers were almost equally answered. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, we are, we've been talking about this a whole month that what do most people want from money? The number one thing they want from money. Stop thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, the, the, just ignore it. Just to be able have to ignore plenty. it, right? <laughs> have plenty. It's not an issue. Yet, here we are as Americans, and it is one of the first things that we think about when we wake up in the morning. Sometimes in the middle of the night. Or some, yeah, right? We call it the sleep test. Are you worried, right? So, you know, is that really okay? Is that really the life that you want to have? So, which is which is more important, being able to buy that flat screen TV Friday or, you know, sitting there for the next 365 days and waking up in the middle of the night worrying about money when you bought that flat screen oh, that TV. payment's coming out of my checking account today. That's, you know. that's right. Yeah. So we have a Twitter poll at KFS Life Planning today. Do you worry about saving for retirement? And, you know, I think when we think about this, we, we actually had a question a couple weeks ago, and I remember Terry's eyebrows just going up when I asked this, but I asked three questions. How old are you? Right? You don't have to answer that, Terry. Um, <laughs> how much have you saved? So put those two answers in your head. How old are you? And how much have you saved? And then the third question is, are you happy with those previous answers? I would say most people would say no. I'd say 99.9%. And I'm one of them. I'm not happy with how much I've saved. You know, I'd like to, my husband's 10 years older. I've had a lot of catching up to do. (laughs) And he had a lot of fun before we met. (laughs) Lots of roping. Just saying, those horses are not cheap. Um, But, you know, no matter your age, it is so critical to be able to have a clear picture of where you're at today financially so you can make a plan for tomorrow. Right. Because if you don't know where you're at, how do you know where you could be, where you want to be, how you're going to get there? Right. You, you can't figure any of that out. It's kind of like a roadmap that you've got to have. And you got to have that. You got to be like in the mall where you have that. You are here point. Right. <laughs> and so many of us don't have that. And we aren't willing to go the extra mile to figure that out, a.k.a. budget, right. because the pain isn't great enough yet. That people ignore it because they don't want to confront it. They they don't want to confront it. There, in fact, there's a, a little lesson thing I'm going through as I'm I'm doing some studying, and um, it's talking about like the three reasons that people don't plan, and of course, one of them is procrastination, and you just nailed it. They don't want to face it, especially you know it brings on marital strife, it brings on all these issues, right? And it's not fun to deal with. Um, the number two reason is is they just have always lived beyond their means, so they do not think that they can change, so they've given up. And a story behind that was a, a kid that, and I may have shared this on the show before, but this is so powerful, a kid that um, his parents always took him to Red Lobster every Sunday. And, you know, when he went to college, guess what he did? Went he to Red Lobster every Sunday? Went to Red Lobster every Sunday, right? Could he afford it? No. No, he couldn't afford it. Barely could get the money out to pay for it, and he wondered why he was broke. But that was a norm for him. Right. He didn't see that as extravagance, so he's not willing to change that, which you know is really important. And 
And my husband always, um, he's had allergies for years, years and years and years. And when I met him, he was uh, taking shots. He was going, getting uh, allergy medication, all this. And um, we started going to this doctor that is not a traditional type doctor. And I called him the witch doctor when we started going. Um, And he'd laugh at me. But, you know, people, they would, he would talk to people and he'd say, you will not go until the pain's great enough. When the pain's great enough, you'll call me, I promise you. And I can't tell you how many phone calls he's got over the years, (laughs) right? But when the pain is great enough, we finally do something. And the problem is, financially, the pain isn't usually great enough until it's way too late to do anything about it. You know, we sit there and we think, I'll never retire. I don't need to retire, right? Well, what if you can't work? Have you considered that? I can't tell you how many stories that I have in my back pocket of people that said, I'll never retire. And really, they worked themselves to an early death because they didn't really want to retire, but something happened physically. Forced it. Yep, forced it. Yep, something happened with their kids. I actually watched another advisor, and this is probably the most painful thing I, I have ever seen is... The gentleman, I mean, very successful, very successful advisor, you know, had a practice that was probably three times the size of ours and uh, doing great. And he lent his kids money to get uh, a business up and running because they couldn't get money from a bank. Yes, ding, 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 ding. But he lent his kids the money to do that and they failed. And guess what happened to him? He lost a bunch of his money. He lost a bunch of his money. He ended up having to sell his firm to a captive agency. He's an independent, believed in the the power of being independent, never having to do things by the way of a company, always being able to do what's right for your client. He had to sell his firm to a captive agency just so they would pay his way out. He actually works for them at current, and he has to. He had a 10-year contract to get out of it just so he could be able to retire someday. Yeah, um, because he lost it all, you know. So, you know, sometimes we don't we don't think about things until the pain is really bad enough to do something about it. Well, I've got some simple solutions for you today, and some things for you to really think about and put things in perspective. Because, um, you know, like we mentioned, there's a lot of things to overcome here, right? There's a lot of challenges, mental challenges, and unwillingness to do certain things. But if we can get past those today, then the question just becomes. Could you do it? Would, would you, you do, do it? it? And when are you going to start? That's right. My recommendation would be Wednesday. So Friday, you know, you don't spend that much <laughs> money. So, uh, But when we come back, you don't want to miss it. We're going to talk about the simplicity of getting your budget together. All right. It'll be right back here on KTX KWBY. And we're back with segment two of Life Planning 101 on this Monday morning. Angela, you have a wealth of information to share with our listeners this morning. Yes, I don't budget because we all have a reason, right? We all have a reason. And really the the (laughs) ironic thing is, is it's the one thing that can give you what you want from money. The ability to stop thinking about it. And you say, how is that actually possible? How can I budget and that's going to help me stop thinking about money? Well, if you know where your dollars are and you know what they're spent for, does it help you make good decisions? Absolutely. Absolutely it does. So then do you have to worry about, can I do this? Should I do this? Did I do the right thing? Should I have done something different? Hmm? Yeah, don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. But what you end up doing is you knee-jerk by. Yes. Buyer's remorse, for lack lack of a better term. Yes, that's exactly right. 
And so, you know, no matter what age you are, it's so critical. I'll, I'll repeat this. I sound like a broken record to have a clear picture of where you are today financially so you can plan for tomorrow. Um, I always tell a story about my grandmother. A great story. So her and my grandfather retired in the late 80s. And my dad started working with them. And they had a budget. Okay, it was all written out by hand back then, you know, everything was on a piece of paper. And so this has been several years ago. My grandmother has since passed a few years ago. But I went when I started working with my dad, I went down to do her review and actually work with her. Guess what she pulls out her budget from 1980s. She still had used the same budget, just updated the numbers. It was on one of those. Remember those green pages that had the little columns that kept going? Yep. So she had updated numbers on everything. But when he passed in 1996, do you think she ever worried about money from then on? No. No. She didn't. She knew exactly what would happen, where her dollars were going to go, and she had a peace of mind. She kept traveling. She kept doing. She kept living life. Not wonderful. Well, yeah, absolutely. And you know, you mentioned those. My mother has several of those green books. Green books. <laughs> yes. You know. So when she passes, that will be our map That's for ex- taking that, care of exactly, exactly. And it's not. It sounds so. It sounds so time consuming. It sounds so overwhelming, right? And I think a lot of people get lost in that, especially today, because I will say the one thing that my grandparents didn't have that we have today that is a curse and a blessing is technology you know all of us are so busy and i blame that on technology i really believe the reason that we are just so busy we can't stand it is because if we aren't distracted by something going on we're distracted by our dang phone (laughs) you know it's it's a pain but the problem is, is when do you actually get quiet time to work on this stuff if you got two kids running in the house or grandkids or whatever else right And so one of the things that we are so proud of this year is getting our online life planning tool together. Because one of the aspects to that is that you can actually feed in all your credit cards, your bank accounts, and everything. It budgets for you. It puts everything there right in front of you, categorizes it, has a laundry list so you can look through it with your spouse. So it took a lot of the handwritten work out of the way, right? Right. Do you still have to look at it? Absolutely. Absolutely. But... All that work was done for, for you, you, which is pretty powerful, you know. So you have no excuse anymore. Okay, there's your simplicity factor, right? It's it's right there for you, and you know the thing is, is that people have no idea what they spend. I promise you, I cannot tell you how many times because when we we start working with someone, one of the things we always do is even even if they don't keep a budget, we said, okay, how much do you think you spend on monthly expenses? Give us a ballpark, and we get this ballpark. So when we go in and we put the plan together, we actually back into the numbers on what they're really spending. And what I mean by that is if I know what someone's making and I can see what they're paying in taxes and real estate and what they're saving for retirement, and I can see all these other things, whatever's left, that money is either going somewhere or being spent. Right. Well, if I don't see it somewhere, guess what? It's being spent. It's being spent. We call that a black hole, okay? <laughs> because no one knows where that money goes, right? And I will tell you, I have seen black holes as big as six figures, wow. okay? People have no idea what they spend. No idea. You have no idea if you do not budget what you spend. And you will be blown away. Easier. That's exactly right. Because if you're, if you're making $200,000 a year, you are saving $20,000 a year for retirement. Guess what you're spending? 
hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year. Absolutely. It's going somewhere, right? You may say, I never there's no way I would do that. Yeah, absolutely there is. So this is the greatest tool known to man. I actually had a lady, and this is no joke. Um, she's a CPA and very professional woman, and she says, I am CPA. There is no way I'm spending that amount of money. I would know if I'm spending that amount of money. So we linked everything up because we backed into that number, and sure enough, bloop, guess what popped up? That number. That number, and she's just taken back, blown away, could not believe it. But, you know, it goes back to that story we were telling at the beginning that we've had expenses go up more than our incomes have gone up. And you have to realize that you live in a world today that it's not just easy. It's it's a hard world when your taxes are usually a minimum of 22.5% if you're in the 15% tax bracket, right? Right. right. Minimum. Minimum, <laughs> okay? So that's painful. So, you know, let's really think about how can you make this happen for yourself? So when we come back, I'm going to talk about a simple concept to be able to use for the rest of your life, which you are going to love about budgeting. And Life Planning 101 continues here on KETX, KWY. Final segment, let's get to it. That's right. One of my favorite mentors, Nick Murray, once said, the origin of wealth is threefold. It's personal initiative hard work, and thrift, right? So personal initiative, we've talked about how you can do that, right? You can actually go to our website, www.kennedy-financial.com, and right there, it gives you uh, how to live life on purpose today. There's a button you push. It'll tell you exactly what you need to be saving for retirement, and you can get started getting everything linked and get your budget working right there. Right. Pretty phenomenal. And by the way, it can go on your phone, so you can have access to it all the time. (laughs) Pretty neat, right? So there's that personal initiative. Hard work, obviously, is something that's going to be discipline, right? Right. And then thrift. And I think that's really something that you have to think about. So, you know, let's put your budget into perspective. And you may be in perfect shape. You may be doing a great job with this. But there's what's called the 60-40 rule. And I love this rule because it's pretty simple. You take 60% of your income, gross income. So if you're making $200,000 a year, that's one hundred and twenty dollars And that's meant for your committed expenses, the things you have to do, your food, you have to eat, yes, okay, eating in, eating out, your clothing, okay, your household items and expenses, your bills and your loan payments, your insurances, your taxes, which we talked about are a minimum of 23%, right? Right. If you're in the $200,000 range, it's not 23%. Um, And then your charitable contributions. So that should all be out of your committed expenses. That should make up 60% of your budget. And that's a good first check for you. And by the way, we've got this article on kennedy-financial.com. You can subscribe to our newsletter this week and get it, okay? So this is listed on here. So you can actually do yourself a double check. Um, Then the remaining 40% of your gross income, you're gonna divide that to take care of today, tomorrow, and your future. But that 40% has a priority list, okay? The first one being your retirement. You know, you hear us say this all the time on the show, the young person you are today is going to be the only person to take care of the old person you will be someday, right? Absolutely. Yep, it is. So how much do you need to be putting back? Well, don't know? 
Use that calculator. It's right there on the front of our website. Again, you can click on that and you can type in how much you've saved when you plan to retire and it'll punch out a pretty basic number for you to be able to start from to work with. Now, obviously, if we got involved, we'd help find some Uncle Sam money to do that, right? right. But there is a number there for you to be able to work with to know what you should have. And if you do that and it puts out a number that shocks you, <clears throat> yes. don't just stop That's planning. Right. Start do something and right. work your way towards it. What if you did half that? Right. What if you Something's got halfway there? That's exactly right. So, um, and then, you know, down the road, something occurs and you are able to sell something. Um, an inheritance comes, you know, anything. But if you didn't have that half, then you wouldn't be able to, none of that would do good. Right. So, you know, you're right, Terry. Very important that don't let, don't be blindsided. Do what you can do. If it says 4000 a month and you can only start with 1000 a month, do that. So, Next thing is, is plan for an emergency before it happens. Cash is king. Can I say that loud enough? Cash is king. So many people live off of a credit card as their emergency plan, and it gets them into so much trouble. Okay, you have to have cash. 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 (laughs) Okay, cash is so important. Three to six months of your expenses set aside for when that air conditioner goes out in the the heat of the summer here in Texas, right? Right. For when your car breaks down at the same time, by the way, I'm speaking from personal experience here. Happens you know, in threes. Yes, <laughs> it does happen in threes, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, you have to have that cash set aside. What if you were to uh, become temporarily disabled from work and they don't provide you short-term disability? Or what if it wasn't long enough to start getting it, right, and you had to step away from work? What if you lost your job and you couldn't work, find work for six months? Right. Okay, you have to have that emergency plan and that cash set aside. So have a good rule of thumb to push some of that 40% back towards that. And the third thing is your savings to spend okay this is another place that people get in trouble when their refrigerator goes out they need a new refrigerator right have to have a refrigerator they have to have a refrigerator where are you going to go find that money well, you hope you have it, yeah. but so, if you don't... Yeah, credit card usually, right? Yeah. So, you know, why not know that your refrigerator is 10 years old and you probably need to put a savings to spend plan in place to Hot refill that bucket? Heaters, exactly. refrigerators, right. all those cars, cars. You know, we aren't going to have this low interest rate environment forever. No. Do not count on the 0% interest for cars forever. It is not going to happen and it's going to be painful when you hit by inflation and interest on those car payments. And then whatever's left, that's your fun money. Just don't let it exceed 10%. So even if you wanted to work this budget backwards and you kept 10% of your money for spending for fun and everything else you put towards committed expenses and saving, you're probably doing a dang good job. Does that make it pretty simple? Yes. It makes it real simple, right? So you've got the budgeting app. You know how to use it, right? Pretty easy. Second thing is, is you've got the rule of thumb, 60-40. So that's it. You know, there's nothing more. Whether you think you can or can't at this point, you're right. Isn't that what Henry Ford said? Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. So the question becomes, now, could you do it? Would you do it? Would you do it? When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? That's right. Start living life on purpose today. Don't stop. It's not worth it. Not worth it. And if it's not for you, do it for your family. Do it for the people you care about most. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless everyone. 
Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.